This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. Warrior Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with my buddy, Jared Davis. Jared, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. How about you? Hanging in there, loving life, and uh, it's uh, it's fun when we start hearing some good off-season news. Uh, you know, I was just thinking about the positions of need. You know, coming out of specifically, you know, we watched A Day. What comes to mind when you were thinking about positions of need for Auburn? Right off the top of your head. Oh you man, yeah. I mean, I, I, obviously, there's a, always a lot, but I would say probably receiver and uh, quarterback. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say that we have addressed that here recently, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. And I'll even add on top of that, wide receivers. And it seems like we're starting to make a push for getting some uh, out of the transfer portal. Um, now the transfer portal is completely closed. It was for the last you know week or two. Um, you know, hey, players are in it. And uh, we can evaluate, see if we really want any of those players um and uh sure enough auburn came in hot um it was pretty impressive it seems like particularly around quarterback position because i think that gets most of our focus and probably rightly so because as a quarterback goes in the offense so tends to also go your offense and ultimately your team so getting a good quarterback is very important and uh i think everybody could kind of gauge you know especially as soon as TJ Finley announced that he was going to the transfer portal, like, you know, a lot of us kind of expected after he'd graduated and became a grad transfer, that quarterback was going to be a key position of need. And Auburn went out there, got Michigan State quarterback Peyton Thorne, uh, who's played a couple years at Michigan State, will be a grad transfer, has two years of eligibility left, that's a pretty dang good situation to be in and how quickly Auburn seemed to move on that. And particularly it sounded like Hugh Freeze was right in the middle of all the recruiting for him to get him to come to Auburn. And uh, it just gets me really excited. What What's kind of your thought and what did you think when Auburn announced that they got Peyton Thorne as their next uh, quarterback for the quarterback room? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I didn't know anything about the guy. Um, I uh, have learned a little bit, as have most of everybody, since we grabbed him. You know, there's a couple of things. I mean, I actually talked to a Michigan State grad here recently, and he said that 2021 season was amazing. said last year he fell off. However, they came out at the end and said he was playing hurt. So if that was all year, you know. But the cool stat is, and correct me if I'm wrong, AJ, I think in games where they rushed for 150, 50 yards he was 12 and 1 so what you gotta assume with Jarquez Hunter and the the big boys we brought up brought in for the offensive line I'm not saying we're gonna do 150 just you know guaranteed but um I I I expect us and and look at how we ended last year we didn't even have a passing attack and we I mean we ran for like 300 and something yards in the Bama game so I I just recently gone back because I was curious last year you know, when we had to run the ball a lot more than we typically do, how many how many games did we have more than 150 yards? I think it, if I look back, it was 10 of the 12. So yeah, I mean, 
we racked up ridiculous yards. I mean, we've already given praise to that group the last four games, but I mean the the schemes they came up with. I mean they they dominated on the ground, um, and I would have to say we've gotten better at O line. Um, I don't know there was a major drop off at running back. I love Tank, but I don't know if there was a drop off. But we lose that depth piece, right? I mean, having Jarquez as your number two is really nice. Now he's your number one. Um, but we then we also bring in the leading rusher from I think Conference USA or whatever uh, South Florida, the guy from South Florida, and he may not even be our second string running back. So that what does that say about you know Damari Austin? I think that. I, th- I already know where I'm going. Oh, you're talking about Thorne. Okay, so that was uh, the main thing that I learned. Okay, I don't know much about him. He's kind of been labeled a game manager. But when you run for 150 yards, he has a great record. They went 11-2 and his first year. They won the Peach Bowl. Um, and uh, I think Hugh came out today maybe and said that he is the you know most experienced transfer quarterback he's ever had. So... You know that doesn't experience doesn't mean you're going to be great, right? But I, 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 he, we could roll out. I mean, I've heard people say that they were predicting around probably six or seven wins for us. Now that we have Thorne, they're predicting nine to ten. Um, That's pretty steep. I, I don't know if I'm even there yet. I mean, maybe I, I would not I'm go hyped. ten. I, yeah, I, I could see. I've looked at the schedule, right? Like if things fall right. Like, I don't think it's crazy to win nine games. I wouldn't predict it, but that's not crazy. Right. It would be pretty crazy to win ten games. Yeah. Like, I was thinking about this. You know, think think about when Bo Nix came in his first season in 2019. You know, he came in beat Alabama his freshman year. And I think this is possible that somebody like Peyton Thorne, first year, come in and uh, we we beat Bama. I think it's possible. You know, that's the kind of my mindset. Now, do I think we're going to have a 10-1 season? I don't think so. I'm still kind of in that 8 to maybe tops 9 win season. But, you know, that's better than it was before. Um, And I'm still not completely, like, putting out my hopes of of the other quarterbacks, particularly Robbie Ashford, who pretty clearly was the front runner in the spring. And Robbie... If if this is you know even I loved his response I think some people have already you know talked about this but this is he he said let's work iron sharpens iron and that's exactly kind of the mindset that I I love to see out of a quarterback is and, and any kind of competition like hey I want to become better and Harsh or not Harson uh, Freeze has said hey let's bring in some competition here so Peyton Thorn comes in here good experience let's let's see what we can do and uh if by chance you know robbie's the first one out there to me that shows that robbie has taken a ton of steps forward considering he would have beaten out somebody who has what 27 touchdowns in a single season that is some crazy numbers like that that was kirk cousins when he played at uh, michigan state like that those are big numbers to to just beat and so i'm just saying that the whole kind of situation in my mind is a win-win um so excited to see what all the quarterbacks do and uh especially in this summertime you know now peyton thorns uh officially signed with auburn they can start you know doing some off-season summer workouts together once they enroll it's going to be good and uh, excited to see see what comes of it 
All right. So besides quarterback, obviously we've picked up some other guys. Let's talk about a handful of them. So uh, one of them, Caleb Burton, wide receiver from Ohio State. He's a former four-star, and in his 2022 class, he was the seventh highest rated wide receiver in his class. So big name. I don't think he played at all. I think he just redshirted at Ohio State. But considering Ohio State wanted him, there's something there. And uh, I feel like we could use any depth at wide receiver, just anybody (laughs) at this point. So uh, excited to see if we pick up any more. I would hope so, at least one or two more in the wide receiver room. Uh, We're going to need it. We're going to need it. Um, Another guy, Jaden Muskrat, offensive line. Uh, Offensive line, I think we could all just talk a lot about just because how bad it was last year, how many new guys we've got this year. It's it, it's been night and day. And uh, just seeing the spring game, you could tell. Obviously, they were doing a run attack in, in the A-Day spring game. But, man, offensive line looks so good. So excited about it. AJ, uh, I saw a stat where we picked up eight offensive linemen combined from 2020 to 2022. So 2020, 2021, 2022, eight combined offensive linemen. Yeah, so it's like, what, two or three per year? Not not that many in the grand scheme of things. We have picked up nine since Hugh Freeze signed what? his contract with Auburn, like five months ago. What? He's, yeah. he's averaging like two or three per month. We were averaging two or three per year. Yeah, and not just <laughs> – I, I, I think that other stat's even misleading because I think we, you know, we just kind of got some guys, right? I'm not, we don't know what these guys, Hugh and them have gotten, but a lot of them were like one and two at the position in the portal, right? Like these were the guys that everybody wanted. Yeah. Um, I think we've only missed on one. I think we missed on, no, we missed on two. We had a Juco guy silently committed and then he went to Colorado once and he committed there. But we missed on the guy that was going to be the center, who wound up committing to Nebraska because his parents are from there. But then we immediately jumped in. I think we got Avery Johnson or Jones or something. Mm-hmm. He's probably yeah. better who's going to play center. So he, he, He'll he probably be our starter, more than likely. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think he's actually a better option than the other. He just wasn't available at the time. So I don't know that we've really missed. You know, and the O-line coach, I think, was the first coach, the first outside coach he hired. Um, and I think he has made that a top priority. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And one of the things that's a little refreshing is how many times, you know, us as Auburn fans, I mean, I'm not claiming to be as smart as a head football coach in the college world, but you just see glaring holes. Offensive line was a big one. And this has been so refreshing. Hey, what what do we need? Offensive line. Let's go get nine of them. Oh, we need uh, a, a, a good quarterback. Okay. Hey, we're going to go get one. Oh, we need some, uh, you know, more linebackers. Guess what? We just got Jalen McLeod, who's top six edge rusher in the country. Uh, yeah, we can take that after losing Derek Hall and Eku Leota to the draft. And you're just like, 
that is the the kind of just like clear vision that is so eye-opening so refreshing i feel like a new man after seeing all of this it, it, there's so much more hope and excitement that i feel when i i'm starting to see oh we got that i was like oh man that that would be an awesome guy to grab sure enough guess what we got um and i love that i love that we're able to go and get the guys that we really need in the positions of need that we um, are going after. All right. So, you know, those were just a handful of the guys so far we've gotten. I suspect, I don't know about you, Jared, but I suspect we'll probably get at least a handful more uh, from the transfer portal. Just with, you know, just like every transfer portal, there's lots of guys go in. It starts to kind of shift and settle out. We'll probably get some more guys. If you had to think of some more positions of need that you think we could add, what else are you? What, what else kind of comes to mind for positions? Um, I, not a lot of focus lately has been put on defense. I know we got some early on in the process. I think we got a guy from Kentucky, a guy from Maryland. We got a couple of guys. <clears throat> um, I don't, I don't know what the D line looks like. You know, linebacker. Um, you know, those guys that came from Ole Miss and LSU, they don't have a ton of playing time. Um, I, I feel like the defense might need a few more pieces, especially with, you know, Emba left. I don't know if we ever even mentioned that, Jeffrey Emba left. So, I mean, I, I, but I will. I think what's – so that's what we might need. Uh, from what everybody's saying, we are a strong candidate to get the wide receiver from Colorado, their leading wide receiver. Yes. Uh, Craig, I think's his name, last name, something. Uh, I think it's a hyphenated name. So, yeah, he, like, he torched their their Colorado spring game, and then he's like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I, and, if it's a last name, Craig, do you remember Nate Craig Myers? Oh, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think – don't, I'm going to go look him up. I can't remember off the top of my head. No, but I'm pretty it's sure like, it's not the same guy. <laughs> no, it ends with Craig, like the hyphenated. Um and, you know, Craig Myers, you know, you got to give him, he did have like a touchdown pass against Bama that year would beat him. So I'll give him that. Or maybe the, he caught the pass from on Johnson. That's what it was. Mm. But that's about all he ever did <laughs> at Auburn. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name from Colorado. But, anyways, I, I mean, it's kind of died down so quiet. It's almost like a done deal. They're just waiting on the graphic. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he's supposed to be an Auburn an Auburn commit. So that would be another wide receiver. But I you just I don't know, you just hadn't heard a lot about defense lately. I think the yeah. secondary is pretty set. Um I think we have good first team line D lineman. I think we need more depth and then yes. linebacker is just we don't know. Yeah, I think linebacker is still a pretty big question mark in my mind. Um obviously during the eight A game, the little bit of glimpse we saw into what this team looks like linebacker. We, I mean, we were running the ball and linebackers didn't do a whole lot to stop it. I don't know how much you can take from that though. Um, it was a muddy wet day again, but we know Owen Papo went to the NFL draft along with a lot of others. Um, so let's actually shift over to that topic of NFL draft. Um, we'll just briefly talk about that. That happened what a week, week and a half ago, something like that at this point. And, uh, First off the board, I feel like this is no surprise, Derek Hall. Uh, he was taken in the re- second round, uh, sixth pick in that round to the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, we all knew just the the beast of a man that Derek Hall was. What a great ambassador for Auburn University that he is. 
and will continue to be. And, uh, man, he's going to be an incredible edge rusher in the NFL. Jared, what's kind of your thoughts on Derek Hall, kind of his body size and what his ability is transitioning into the NFL? Yeah, I, I think he could be a star. He he could be the uh, kind of like a D Ford uh, that was so good with yeah. Kansas City. Yeah, he's got yeah. that like like he can be very versatile. Uh, can attack, can rush the passer, but can drop back and play linebacker. Yeah, and, you know there, he had an interception in a game last season. You know he was back there where a DB should be. So I mean I, mm-hmm. you know I felt like he was having to do too much because the team was lacking talent. So you put him on an NFL team where he can do, you know, he doesn't have to cover the whole field. He can specialize. I I think that was probably not a steal because second round is still pretty high price, right? But mm-hmm. I think that could be borderline steal there that what the Seattle got. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we also had Derek, or uh, sorry, not Derek. We already mentioned him. Tank Bigsby uh, taken in the third round to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know Quint Richardson is super excited. I'm excited just because he kind of stays in that Southeast region. Uh, Jacksonville needed a a good running back. Guess what? You got one. Um, So really excited to see where he goes um, kind of in this, his NFL journey, just because there are, uh, you know, I'm just thinking about running backs, Uh, you know, running backs take a beating in the NFL and tank. He's a tough guy. He plays through a lot. Um, And I think, this is going to be a good test for him. And uh, I, I fully expect him to thrive in the NFL just with how hard he runs. I don't know how good Jacksonville's line is, but do you think he'll panic if he gets a handoff and there's a lane? Ooh. He's like, what He's like, what do I do with this? Yeah. Wait, wait, there's supposed to be an open lane for me? Exactly. He's not expecting it. How many no, times did that happen at Auburn? Yeah, yeah he's, he's going to be like, juking ghost out there in the backfield thinking there's somebody on him you're like bro you <laughs> you got you got time you got time this is how we do it here yeah exactly um that'll be a good surprise for him because he probably hasn't had that since like high school probably no um also we had colby wooden taken to the fourth round uh to green bay um i'm a group kind of a green bay packer and uh always excited to see guys go to green bay Colby Wooden, just another solid, well-rounded guy. Um, he's going to be, I, I feel like, a good leadership role. Like he, he just has leadership, just like Derek Hall does, written all over him. Um, so I'm sure he'll be a big impact at Green Bay. Uh, Owen Papo, our linebacker uh, that we've had for the past like what three seasons, maybe yeah, three things. I think last three seasons, and uh, he went to the Arizona Cardinals in the fifth round and uh excited to see him play just he's he's always got uh obviously top level what was he a five star is that right or very high four star star. yeah he was a five um so i mean just for him to get drafted love it i saw a crazy stat just uh what was it just a couple days ago that five stars you know five star players right out of high school um they look back at the players that are in this draft and there were five or there were eight five stars that did not even get drafted. So that just kind of shows you like, obviously stars do do carry some like significance, but it's what you do with it. And I'm glad to see uh, Owen Papo getting drafted, um, put in that hard work. It's only a kick. (laughs) 
a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Uh, we also had Anders Carlson, which to me was a little bit of a shock. I mean, it's not very often that a kicker in the NFL gets drafted, and uh, he got drafted in the sixth round. So that's a huge congrats to him. He also went to Green Bay. Love it for him. Uh, and, I mean, I think it just puts a lot of uh, weight that Green Bay felt, hey, this is a solid kicker. Um, I mean, how much do you think, like, obviously Daniel Carlson, his older brother, has had a lot of success in the NFL as a kicker. Do you think that kind of influenced maybe Green Bay to pick him versus, you know, picking him up and undraft as an undrafted free agent? If you're asking me, does he get drafted if uh, Daniel Carson's not Carlson is not his brother? I d- no, I don't think he does. Hmm. I, I I I think that uh, I was I was surprised. And I'm happy for him, but I was super surprised. I think that um, I don't know that a GM would tell you that. They may not even know it. It may be a subconscious thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Daniel Carlson has just dominated the NFL the last two years. Yeah. His stats are just unbelievable. About even game-winning field goals. So there's no way they don't look at They're like, oh, that's his brother? Oh, they have the same genes? Okay, let's give it a shot, you know? Right. I mean, if I was them, and, and honestly, he was a pretty solid kicker for Auburn. I don't think he was nearly as good as Daniel, but he was he was solid. He could make a good 40-yarder. 40 40 now, I, I question some of the 50-plus yarders that the coaches would put him in. Those weird situations where I was just like, sure, can you kick it in a practice? Absolutely. But when you got 11 guys running at you trying to block the kick, it's it's it puts a lot more pressure on you. And so I feel like Anders at times was not set up for the most success that he possibly could have in college, which is pretty unfortunate uh, because obviously he's very talented. Well, we may be doing this again in a few years because, you know, we got yeah. McPherson and his brother's the Bengals kicker. So, yeah, you know, it, we we probably on, we probably will. And three years from now, we're going to say, hey, we got Evan McPherson out here getting drafted. And probably at that point, his his older brother's still going to be in the NFL. And then we could say, hey, we got three Auburn kickers potentially in the NFL at the same time. Like, who does that? Yeah, for sure. Um, we also had a few undrafted free agents, so I'll just briefly mention those. Eku Leota to the Panthers, uh, Brandon Council offensive line. He'll be uh, a free agent at the Jets. Killian Zaire, also offensive lineman, Houston Texans. Shedrick Jackson, wide receiver, Cincinnati Bengals. And John Samuel Schinker, tight end, and I'm sure special teams because John Samuel can just literally do anything. Um, he's going to the Raiders, so... We got some, uh, I think, what is that, five drafted and then five so far that are undrafted free agents. Pretty solid year. Um, not the best year either, but also considering the last few seasons, it's honestly amazing that we have this many people that are drafted or even just undrafted free agents. Um, just shows that we did have talent, and it just kind of sucks. Like when you see all of this talent go and you're like, where was this? Like how can we not use this? during the football season when it really mattered. Mm-hmm. 
that just hurts me hmm man all right um all right jared any other kind of thoughts on uh you know transfers kind of how that's kind of shaken out uh, now that we've seen a, that kind of that new window and now we have started to see some of these guys what's kind of your thoughts on on this i, I think of it kind of as free agency in a way yeah I, mean, I feel like it was less chaotic this year um you know i'm still not a true i still think it needs to be tweaked i, I won't I want players to be able to leave, no doubt, but there needs to be to build a solid team. You got to have some continuity. I think there needs to be a little more rules around it. Um, Especially, I, I feel like in college, where the team aspect is pretty strong. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, like you can't like, and I, I get it. Okay, that the, the people on the full side of the player is well, the coaches can leave at any time. Why can't the players? I get that. Okay, but on the other side, it's like. Even in the NFL, you have a contract, so you know, okay, I've got this guy for four more years. Right. So you don't in college, they literally can leave at any moment. Yeah. I mean, your starting quarterback can leave. Yeah. Um, they could leave like, midseason if they really wanted. Like, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and forget you're like, well, I don't care about the coach. You know, if they're like, well, forget the coach, you're hurting your other team members too, right? Like, it's a there just needs to be some more solid rules. I don't mind them getting paid. I don't mind them at least having one opportunity to leave. I, I do like, you know, so there's the rule now. They can't, I don't think they can enter the portal anymore. And even if they can, and if you enter after spring, you can't go to another team inside the SEC. Mm-hmm. Without I appreciate waiver. that rule. I like that. So, and I mean, we could have really benefited from getting a, it probably helped hurt us from trying to get a Georgia quarterback. Because mm-hmm. they got three five stars, but if those guys went into the portal after spring, realizing they're not going to be the guy, they can't go to another SEC school. So they probably said, "Well, I might as well just stay where I'm at." Yeah, um, yeah. So um, I do like that rule, even if it hurts Auburn, because you know we probably could have gotten a few more players from the SEC. You gotta have you gotta have some kind of structure in anything you do in life, and it was super chaotic last year. It's gotten a little better this year. It needs to get a little better incrementally every year. Yeah. It, it does seem to get, uh, as we're figuring this out, the first few, like, well, first year was just chaos, it felt like. This feels like they're starting to hone in on what is the quote-unquote right way to do this because this is obviously the way of the future with with just how football teams are kind of constructed. And, you know, it's also, again, I keep thinking of the word refreshing, but how refreshing it is to see how Freeze has approached this transfer portal and how he analyzes, man, and just not just Freeze, but his whole coaching staff. Like, it's very obvious that he's got a, a very clear plan. We're not just throwing offers at people and hoping they come. It's we're very directed and focused on what we want. Um, last little topic before you get out of here. I want to talk about some rule changes that are coming to college football. Jared, I don't know if you saw these, but this is kind of like, you know, baseball put the pitch clock to speed up games. College football is starting to implement some of those into uh, college football. And uh, this one will allow for the clock to essentially run pretty much all the time, even after first down. So, you know, previously after first down, the clock get stopped until the first down down chains are getting reset. And 
the only time that the clock's going to stop, more or less, besides timeouts and touchdowns, are going to be essentially at the two-minute or less mark between each, you know, after the second quarter or at the end of the second quarter or at the end of the game. So I personally like that. Uh, I feel like people always kind of gripe, oh, you got to wait like three and a half hours for a football game or four hours, whatever it ends up being with commercials and stuff. I feel like it'll change it a little, but I don't know about you, but I feel like it'll only change it maybe like maybe 10 minutes in a game, like make the whole game maybe 10 minutes shorter, which maybe that's good. But any thoughts on kind of that rule change to make the game play a little bit quicker? I mean, from a standpoint, I mean, to me, you know, in a, in a perfect world, I'm like, well, just tell CBS not to do eight minute commercials, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, but that's how they make money. They're not going to do it because that's how they make money. So, you know, because of that, you got to tweak the game because you're not yeah. going to ever quit selling advertising. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of it. I like the, uh, I think it gives more comeback options in college because we're basically going to the pro style. It gives more ability to come back in college, which makes it a little more exciting because the clock stops at least to get up there to spike it and stuff. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not going to lose sleep over it, but I would have preferred not to do it. Yeah. Um, I'll mention one other one just real quick that uh, looks like it's coming down the uh, to college football is, you know how coaches would do consecutive timeouts? So they would call one timeout. Yes. I am a and then they this. could – then they could call another one directly after. I think that is that was just really stupid. Like, yes. you know, to me, it's kind of like I feel like coaches would do that to ice a kicker or a key play at the end of the game. And so you call a timeout, get your defense set. Uh, they come out in a different formation, call it another timeout. And then, like, to me, it's just like, just play the dang game. Like, we came here to play football. We didn't come here to play chess back and forth. Like, I can't believe guy. it took them. To, I can't believe it took them this long to realize. Oh, we should probably not let you call three timeouts in a row. But you know what right. it's going to lead to? It's going to lead to um, Kiffin's just going to have his dudes fall down. Like they've, got, they've <laughs> used one timeout and they're coming up to kick it again. And, or, and the opposing team, he's just going to have a guy fall down. So now we he's got gonna, an injury timeout. He's, he's going to give them the the sign. You know, pull the ear yeah. or something like yeah. fall down. Do it. And then, yeah, we're, we're as fans, we're just going to get pissed that it's obviously not a real injury. Yeah, that, obviously, that I don't, will... I don't want to make fun of fake injury or injuries, but like when they're obviously fake, your your dude standing there and then he just falls down. And he's like, I got a cough, crap, and you're like, did you? Well, the only reason I might bring up Kiffin and Ole Miss is they either have the worst training department ever because it happened every game right yeah. it's one game okay i don't i can't tell if that's fake or not when it's doing it every game you're like yeah <laughs> either get better conditioning or there's something going on here yeah and and i, I feel like it's a ladder yeah all right jerry before we get out of here how can the people stay in touch with you uh you can just find me on facebook under my name jared davis and you can find me on twitter a-j-a-y-j-a-y underscore it's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.